Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let yourself be imperfect and let yourself have it not all figured out. If you were a multi-million dollar brand like Coca-Cola and you had like hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in a marketing budget, we'd be having a very different conversation about your opt-in right now, but you're not. You're like a therapist who's probably solo in a private practice. And honestly, the best thing for you at this stage of your business is just to create something. And by allowing yourself to build the plane as you're flying it, you will actually experience more progress. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia. Today, we're talking about a crucial piece of your website that you're probably leaving out and how to fix that. I'm talking about opt-ins, also known as freebies. I'll share how creating an opt-in can help you increase your client base and capture client leads that you otherwise would have lost. You'll learn about some different kinds of opt-ins that work well for private practice therapists and my tips for making them more compelling and appealing to your ideal clients. So let's get into it. Last week, I talked all about the part of a client's journey that happens before they actually hire you. And there are so many steps that a potential client takes on their way to actually working with you. And knowing how to engage that person effectively at each stage is really crucial in growing your therapy practice and ensuring that you know how to attract clients. That way, whenever you need to bring on more clients, it's easy for you to do. So let's start with one of the ways that people become clients. Occasionally, it really feels like people come out of nowhere. They contact you and they are beyond ready to start therapy. Maybe they're at a point where they just really can't wait to address the issue that's been bothering them. Or maybe they received a referral to you from somebody that they really trust. And so they contact you, you do the screening call, which goes really quickly and smoothly, and then they're scheduled for their first session and everything happens just like that. When it happens like that, it's due to a combination of the client's really high motivation to solve their problem and a high level of trust in you. Those two things combined 
will result in somebody saying yes to working with you. And I would love for you to think about some of your own purchasing decisions. Usually when we make a decision to buy, we have a high degree of trust in either the product we're going to purchase or the person we're going to hire. And we really think that this is going to help us solve our problem. Generally speaking, if the service or this product has a higher price, then we're going to either need more urgency around solving our problem or more trust around believing that this person or the service or this product is going to help us solve it. And so when a person comes to you and they're just highly motivated, like think about a client who's come in where they're like, you know, I have been trying to figure this out on my own and it is just not working or things in my life are starting to fall apart, just like the consequences are too great. I really cannot wait to get help any longer. That is a person who has a really, really high level of motivation to solve the problem. Think about someone who has come to you where maybe another client of yours have referred them to you or a friend of yours, just someone that kind of created or helped bridge and stoke that trust in you. And that person comes in and they're like, I don't even need to talk to any other therapists. I've heard great things about you and I know I just want to work with you. Like those people have a high level of trust in you. So when those one or both of those things are present, then that's when people will generally generally hire a therapist. But that's not where everybody is at. You know, like there are lots of people who don't have as much motivation or don't have as much trust And they may not be at the point where they're ready to just say yes right now, but they might be at the point where they're checking you out. They're thinking about it. They're looking on your social media accounts. They're checking out your website, reading your blogs, maybe following you a little bit. Maybe someone is searching on Google about their problem and they wind up on your website and they're like, hmm, this person looks interesting. Huh, maybe I wasn't even thinking about therapy, but that's cool. And if that person at that point just like bounces off your website or like stops checking your Instagram account or like whatever the thing may be, you may just like kind of fall off their radar entirely and they've sort of moved on with their life. Whereas if you have something that you can offer them that's not therapy, that's not as big of a commitment, they might be likely to say, well, yeah, I'll give you my email address to get the thing that you're offering me. Like that's a level of commitment that I am willing to make. No, I'm not ready to, you know, drop hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars every month for therapy, but I would get your workbook. And something like that is really great for those potential clients who aren't quite so motivated to say yes to working with you yet, but they would still benefit from therapy and maybe they're starting to think about therapy. So plenty of these potential clients could be a great fit for you, but they just don't know that much about you yet, or they haven't decided that you specifically are the therapist for them. And they may just need some more time to warm up or to have their concerns addressed or to get their questions answered or maybe even just to get to know you a little bit better. It's said that generally people are needing to be exposed to a product or service or, you know, a piece of advertisement like many, many times before they're ready to actually sign up or buy something. And so it might take less exposure if, I, like I said, they were referred directly to you or they have this like really, really high degree of motivation. But for the general public, people are going to need to be exposed to you and your service multiple times before they're ready to buy. And if you're only ever going to focus on the people who are immediate yeses, there's this much larger pool of people who are in a middle ground that you're not really speaking to. And in that way, some of your marketing efforts kind of end up getting wasted because you've obviously done enough to have people who are checking you out, who are like showing up on your social media accounts or who are ending up on your website. But if they aren't ready to click that contact button yet, 
then they just leave and you've basically lost them. And all that energy and effort that you put into bringing them into your sphere, they've just slipped away and you have no way of being in touch with them again. Whereas if you give them a sort of middle ground to engage with you, you bring them in a little bit closer and you give them more time to warm up to you and to learn about you. And you do this by offering them an opt-in or a freebie. And simply put, an opt-in is just something that you can offer a potential client like a worksheet or a handbook or a mini course in exchange for them joining your email list. And so when they join your email list, then you have more opportunities to continue to market to them through the form of a newsletter or something like that. So over the years, I have used various kinds of opt-ins to grow my audience of potential clients. And so have many of my clients. Opt-ins can range from something that is super simple, like literally just an invitation for somebody on your website to join your newsletter. Like that's literally all they're getting in exchange. It's not like they get a workbook or anything else or a course. It's just an invitation. Hey, I send out a newsletter. Would you like to receive it? So that would be the simplest form of an opt-in, I would say. An opt-in could also be much more complex and even kind of fun, like a typology quiz that would sort people into different types and would deliver different email sequences depending on the results that person got for the quiz. So I actually helped a private client of mine create something like this. She is really, really good at helping people manage their time, helping professionals get out of this burnout. And so she wanted to create a burnout archetype quiz. So we came up with different archetypes their features, their skills, their special qualities, and also their special risk factors, and then came up with questions that would help people know which one of these types they fell into, and then also entirely customized sequences for each different type. Now, this was a large project. This was not something that she did alone. Obviously, I was helping her. She had brought other people in to help with this. But this was such a cool and engaging opt-in for people. It was really, really attractive and really fun. I personally had so much fun helping her create it. And it's just really compelling. And it's a really clear lead-in to working with her. It's a really clear lead-in to her services. So as an opt-in, it just made so much sense. And if you want to go take this quiz yourself and see what an opt-in like this looks like, then go to her website. It's evolvingwhole.com. This is by Abby Sangmeister, who is a therapist and a coach working in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And then for an opt-in that's sort of like in between, it's in between the super, super simple, hey, just join my newsletter and the much more complex quiz typology, multiple email sequence types would be something like my magic sheets opt-in. So that is somewhere in the middle ground of complexity. It's a multi-day sequence. It's a very robust tool, but it's not a quiz. It's not multiple sequences for different types of people yet. Maybe one day, but for right now, it's not. So if you haven't signed up for that opt-in yet, you could always go check that out and you could see what that opt-in looks like. So those are just a few options. Honestly, they like what you can do with an option is literally endless, but I wanted to give you a sense of something that was ultra simple to, to ultra complex and something in between. Now, if you're thinking, okay, that's helpful to have, but I don't even know what I would create for an opt-in and I don't even have that much traffic to my website and I don't know how to write a newsletter, what would I even say? Here's my advice. If you have a website, you may as well have an opt-in. Even if your email list grows really slowly, you are creating a stronger connection with people who have some degree of interest in your work, and there is no downside. Even if you're at the point where you're not going to send out newsletters really frequently, you are kind of just 
setting things aside or like creating a little bit of connection with people that you can always cash in on later. Like maybe you're not at the point where you're going to send out newsletters every week. Hell, maybe you're not at a point where you're going to send out a newsletter at all just yet. But when you are ready to, when you're ready to add that stream of marketing to your business, this will be such a nice thing to have. And it's also just a really great way to break inertia. Now, of course, the most effective opt-ins are going to be very high quality and super relevant to your ideal clients. In the most ideal world, your newsletter would also be top-notch. But none of us start there. And the way I see it is you may as well have a basic opt-in and send a sort of so-so newsletter every once in a while than have none at all. And with practice, you will get better, but you won't get better without any practice. So if you have a website or even just a social media presence, here is my challenge to you. I want you to add a form to your website simply inviting visitors to join your forthcoming mental health newsletter. You can create this form using an email list service like ConvertKit or Flowdesk. Honestly, there's so many of them. And you can add this to your website or your website host may have an in-house option for you. Hell, you can even create a Google form and add that link to your website and then like manually add in email addresses to your Google contacts or whatever. Like that would be a very manual way to do it. But if you're like, I don't want to pay for anything else, I'm willing to like figure it out on my own. Like literally, you could just use a Google form. But plan to send out your newsletter just like once a quarter if you're just starting out to once a month. And you can add this link, whether it's a landing page or a pop-up to your website. You can embed it on your website or you can add it to your social media account or just any other places that you're sharing your work with people. You can share this link as well. The whole point of this challenge is just to make something that's really simple and do it quickly and even a little messy just to push you through the inertia of not having done anything at all. So oftentimes when we are planning on doing something like this, we're like, okay, it has to be perfect. And, you know, last week I talked a lot about getting really granular with your process and stepping up the quality. But with this particular challenge, I'm really just asking you to do something Because you can always go back and take it through that granular process. But what I'm very aware of is that so often the biggest barrier to getting any of this stuff done is just starting. And so this is not the stage to get granular if you don't have anything at all. Again, my recommendation is just to create a very simple opt-in inviting people to join your newsletter, even if you don't have a newsletter yet. You can say, my forthcoming newsletter. When it comes out, you will receive it. I'm not quite sure that when that's going to happen, but when it does, you'll be on that list. That would be the simplest way to do this, and that will often lower the barrier to whatever improvements you're going to make after that. Maybe after doing that, you're going to be like, you know what? I do have a worksheet I could give to people. I'm going to tweak that opt-in so that now people are signing up for this worksheet because this speaks to my ideal clients. But that is probably going to be so much easier to do if you have something to start with rather than just like a white sheet. So when people are creating art or they're doing design or they're just in that creative process, one of the best things we can do is just to create something really, really quickly, even if it's of low quality or something that we would consider to be garbage, just because it gets us into the flow of creating. And so that's essentially what I'm recommending here. Let yourself be imperfect and let yourself have it not all figured out. If you were a multi-million dollar brand like Coca-Cola and you had like hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in a marketing budget, we'd be having a very different conversation about your opt-in right now, but you're not. You're like a therapist who's probably solo in a private practice 
And honestly, the best thing for you at this stage of your business is just to create something. And by allowing yourself to build the plane as you're flying it, you will actually experience more progress. Once you have cleared the initial hurdle of just putting a simple join my email list opt-in on your website, then it's time to go a layer deeper on your opt-in. So first things first, you should isolate a small group of people who are facing a specific problem that you want to help. And this should be your ideal client. If you haven't already figured out and clarified who your ideal client is, who your niche is, then go listen to episode four of the podcast. It is all about that and it's super helpful. Creating an opt-in that's targeted is going to be much, much easier if you already know this. If you're still in the phase where you're like, well, I work with everybody, this is going to be a little bit harder for you. And what you'll ultimately need to do is choose one segment of the people that you help, and it should be the people you would love to see more of in your private practice. So don't create an opt-in that's going to speak to a group of people that you don't want to work with, even if you think that would be a really good opt-in or be really easy to create or you would be good at it because you have XYZ background. Like, Don't create an opt-in for a group of people that you're like, man, I wish I didn't work with as many of these people, and I don't really care your reason for that, but It seems pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised. Sometimes we feel the sense of obligation. It's like, well, I worked in this field for so long, so my opt-in should be about this because I'm really good at working with those people, even though I don't want to anymore. Don't do that. (laughs) Focus on a group of your therapy practice that you would really like to see more of. I kind of, the way that I talk about it is like, who do you want to turn the volume up on? If you're working with like maybe three different types of clients, what is the type of client that you would really love to see more of, that you would love to have more clients that really light you up, that feels good to work with, rewarding, maybe it feels kind of easy. That group of people, like who do you want to see more of? And then specifically, what problem are they trying to solve when they're initially reaching out to you? What is the thing that is top of mind for them? See if you can isolate a specific and compelling problem that they're trying to solve. So you likely know that there is a deeper problem that is kind of at the root of the top of mind problem that they're trying to solve, uh, but it may not be in your client's awareness yet. So for instance, the biggest thing that my potential clients typically are wanting to solve is they want to make more money. I know that in order to do that, they also need to combat good therapist conditioning and stop people-pleasing, but that's usually not what they care about right now. They care about being able to earn more money because they're frustrated and on the brink of burnout. So if I am not speaking to that and instead I'm like, yeah, 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 you think that's your problem, but let's talk about people-pleasing, they're going to feel like you're not listening to me. That is not my biggest problem, Felicia. You're not hearing me. My biggest problem is that I need to make more money yesterday, right? So you need to be careful to not do this in your opt-in, which is very common. I see therapists struggle with this when we're talking about messaging on their website because they're like, well, really, the problem is this other thing. And my question is always, the people who you love to work with that you're like, yes, please, more of these people, is that what they're actually saying when they come to hire you? And sometimes the answer to that is yes. But oftentimes it's no. It's like, well, no, what they're actually saying is this is my problem. It's just that through the course of therapy, we clarify that this is the the root cause of that problem or this is the underlying issue. It's always a better idea to use the language that your clients are using than your more theoretical uh, ideas because your clients are looking to solve their problems right now. Remember earlier on, we were talking about this combination of high motivation and high trust as being the reasons why people decide to hire us 
or make any sort of purchasing or buying decision. It's that high motivation, high trust. We need to look and find out what is the thing that is motivating them to get help the most. It doesn't really matter what we think it is. It matters what they think it is. What we think it is and our whole process for helping them discover that and discover, you know, the underlying causes for their issues is what happens in therapy. And it might be part of what happens in a longer opt-in sequence if you have the time and space for it, like the one I was mentioning earlier around the quiz that has different email sequences for different types. And there are multi, I think there's maybe five or six emails for each of those types. So in that, there was a whole process of taking the potential client a little bit deeper into understanding each type. So there is an option to do that. But when it comes to that very first impression, that initial reason that they are signing up for your opt-in, it should really speak to the problem that they themselves are identifying. Because if you're not doing that, then you're probably going to miss them. So think about that with your ideal client. And then what is the problem that they most want to solve? The next thing you need to focus on is creating an opt-in that would provide value to your clients that would help them solve that problem without overwhelming them. And when I say help them solve that problem, I don't mean entirely because what opt-in can, you know, especially if the whole goal is to convert somebody into being a therapy client, we know that the therapy process is typically not very brief. It takes time. It's a very interpersonal and depth process. And so you're I don't think you need to try to solve any massive problems through an email sequence, but there should be something that the client can get to feel like they're making some progress, like they have a tool they didn't have before, and also to start to see you as somebody who can help them with this problem. So create something for them that is really, really targeted and that demonstrates your expertise in this area. This will help them feel like they're getting to know you better, They, you're a good place to come get value from, and it can help encourage them to move forward in the process with you. And a note about not overwhelming them. One way to do this is to keep your opt-in simple. And especially if you're starting out with opt-ins, I would keep it simple simply not to overwhelm yourself. For example, another private coaching client of mine is also interested in creating a quiz, but she doesn't have the time right now to devote to building it out fully. So we decided that she can create a quiz that's more like a checklist that would help her clients learn more about their sexuality if they're in a phase of questioning. And if they opt in to get the quiz, they'll get an email that includes a list of questions and some resources as well as a prompt to schedule a consult with her. So this is a great first step for this therapist because eventually she does want to create a more robust opt-in and email sequence that does have more of a typology component and has a, like I said, more robust set of resources that she would give to people depending on where they fall into these different categories. And it's also really important for her to know that that's not where she's at right now because she's also working on so many other aspects of her business. So choosing to create an opt-in that is a simpler version of a more robust one that she'll create later is a really good way to make progress, to have an opt-in on her website, and to begin to flesh out this idea in a bite-sized way. This is a really, really great choice for her. Like I said last week, creating an opt-in is going to take time and you're going to need to tweak it. So I'm going to share with you an example of another client. So this client of mine has a workbook around mindful eating because she works with people with eating and body issues. She wasn't getting signups for her opt-in even though she was getting more traffic to her website. So we wanted to understand why this was happening. Through talking about it, we discovered that though this is something she works with her clients about around mindful eating, 
When they are first seeking therapy, when they're Googling to look for a therapist to get help, that's not actually what they're Googling. They're not actually necessarily looking for mindful eating. Most of the time, they're looking more for stuff having to do with their body image. And so this is a really good example of what I was talking about earlier. When we're interested in a particular topic, and it may actually be relevant to the work that we do with our clients. In fact, it may be the most important thing that we do in our work with our clients, but it's not where clients are at when they're first starting their therapy-seeking journey. And so now we're experimenting with her creating an opt-in that actually has more to do with body image than eating and intuitive eating. We're also changing the language on the opt-in itself so that it's more catered to that potential client's concerns in the moment that they're looking for help. And what's really cool is we don't actually have to get rid of the resource that she created because that would actually be a great thing to send to people who have signed up for this opt-in because that's where they're headed next, right? They're coming in initially because they're having body image issues, but the solution or part of the solution is going to be intuitive eating. And so it's really helpful to start with the problem that your clients are facing and create something for them that's going to specifically speak to that. If we're rushing ahead to the solution, if we're rushing ahead to something that's kind of further along with the process, we might be missing clients that, again, we could totally help. It's just that we haven't quite gotten to the point where we know exactly what they're looking for. And so, again, this is something that you're going to tweak over time. You might have a great opt-in, but you may not quite have the language for how to get people to know what it is and for them to understand why they should click sign up. So I hope your wheels are starting to turn now as you consider different types of opt-ins that would work well for you. Like I said, there are worksheets that you can create. They can be incredibly simple. You can make them in Google and then turn them into PDFs. You could use something like Canva if you wanted to make it look more branded or polished with some designs. You could create an opt-in that includes a short video of you talking about a particular topic or, again, delivering the information that the client was signing up to receive. This doesn't have to be something that is hyper-produced. It can be really just a starting point. And honestly, sometimes these low production quality videos can be quite endearing to people, or at least that's the feedback I've gotten. Of course, you don't want tons of background noise. You don't want things to be distracting. But Giving a client the opportunity to see you can actually be really compelling for them to see that you're just a regular person, but you're also someone who can really help them with their problem and who can relate to where they're coming from. So that can be a really effective opt-in as well, not just in providing value to your clients, but also helping them begin to see you as somebody who they could be in a therapy relationship with. So the options are literally endless. Again, start by focusing on the people you really want to help. Make sure you know who those people are before you start creating something. Because if you don't know that, then you're likely going to create something that isn't quite right for those people. So again, start with deciding who are the people that I most want to help, and then what is the problem that they are facing in their own words? Not what I think they should do, but what is their concern? And then what do I have to offer that would be helpful for them around that? Those are the core things that you need to determine what kind of opt-in you want to create. Another note that I want to share is that your opt-in does not necessarily have to be free. Oftentimes we use the words opt-ins and freebies interchangeably, but they aren't necessarily. Opt-ins can be low cost if you want them to be. That being said, if your goal is just to grow your email list and you don't have an opt-in yet that you know is really marketable and sellable, then you may start with something that is really simple that you don't mind giving away for free. 
If you decide later on to create an opt-in that is more robust, you could always charge for that. But I just want to clarify that all opt-ins are not freebies, but all freebies are typically opt-ins. It's like the square rectangle thing. I also want to share with you a little bit about how I have used opt-ins. So early on in the bad therapist business, I would create free courses for people. And in order for them to access that course, they would need to sign up via a landing page. And when they signed up on that landing page, they got added to my email list. Now, for a very long time, maybe even a whole year, I wasn't sending out emails regularly. I would only send them out when I had another course coming up or something I was selling. I was not regularly sending out emails. But eventually, I started to send out newsletters every month. And then eventually, I started to send out newsletters every week. And then eventually, I started to invest in SEO and get more traffic to my website, which then got more people on my email list. So this was a very gradual process for me, and I just want to share that example with you because I think sometimes when we are thinking about creating an opt-in, we're, we're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to send a newsletter all the time. I did not <laughs> at all. I was not consistent about that. It, wasn't, it honestly wasn't a priority. I knew that I wasn't in a place where I was ready to start sending out newsletters regularly, but I did know that I was in a place that if I was going to offer something that I thought was really valuable, I did at least want someone's email address because I did want the opportunity later on to send emails to them when and if I wanted to. And so that really worked out well for me. Now I do send them out regularly, but it wasn't like that at the beginning. So I just really want to give you permission to start with where you're at and not put so much pressure on yourself to do this perfectly. Again, in the last episode, I really talked about how to go through your entire marketing process, your entire client journey, and focus on one piece at a time. And one of the best things that you can do is simply to get going. When you haven't done anything at all, it can be so hard to go from nothing to something. But once you move through that initial stage of inertia into movement, things can get a lot easier. And if you're ready to get some help around this, if you don't want to do this on your own, then it's your lucky day. I am bringing on two new private coaching clients to my practice this upcoming February. There are only two spots, and once they are full, they likely won't be opening up again for many, many months. So if you are ready for business coaching, if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been wondering what it would be like to actually have direct business coaching from me, then go to my website, go to the private coaching sales page and fill out an application. I'll be in touch with you to schedule a call and we will get things rolling. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the podcast. I hope this episode has got your wheels turning about how you can create an opt-in that will speak to your ideal clients. Next week, I'll be answering a listener question and I'm so excited about this. This question is about how effective is networking really? So we'll be diving deep into that. If you want your own private practice questions answered on the podcast, then get the link in the show notes to submit yours. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you found this helpful. See you next week. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. 
And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.